I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, oddment, blubber, tweak. Podcast 93 quarters topic of the week is Why didn't Harry just shoot Voldemort? Hello listeners, I'm Rhea, and this week I'm arguing for shooting Voldemort. And I'm Jem, and this week I'm arguing against shooting Voldemort, because I'm a reasonable person. (laughs) We'll see. We'll just see who wins this argument. (laughs) Okay, for a bit of background, I'm going to accept either must die at the hands of the other as a rule, and we'll just assume Mm. that Harry is the person who has to kill Voldemort. Yeah, sure. With that in mind, I'm saying, at the end of the sixth book, Harry's thinking to himself, all right. I'm leaving Hogwarts. I don't yeah. have the time to invest in my magical education anymore. I've got to go out. I've got to hunt some Horcruxes, going to fight Voldemort. So at that point, I think it would have been a good idea if Harry had thought to himself, I should get myself a gun. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, <Why>? no. <laughs> because he's not as good at magic as Voldemort is. All right? Remember oh, at the end of the book? Okay. Just let me. (laughs) Remember at the end of the fifth book in the Ministry of Magic? Yes. Okay. Voldemort and Dumbledore have this big, crazy, epic duel using all this magic that he doesn't know and cannot hope to master while he's on the run hunting down Horcruxes. Mm Mm-hmm. So it makes sense if he knows that he just can't compete with Voldemort on a magical level to be like, maybe I should have some sort of like ace in the hole for when I eventually meet him probably exactly one year from now. Ace in the hole. Can't compete with Voldemort on a magical level. Can I remind you that every time that Harry has faced Voldemort so far <laughs> in his life, he has come out alive? <laughs> Can't compete on a magical level? All right. Girl, what the fuck? <laughs> I will accept that Harry is still alive. <laughs> oh, God. But he's only dueled Voldemort once, and he didn't win that duel because he was better at magic. He won the jewels because the wand cores are fucked up. Okay, fine. I'll give you that Voldemort is more talented at dueling than Harry. Okay. Well, let's fast forward to the end of the Half-Blood Prince. Okay. First, first, before we fast forward, the fact that (laughs) Harry's idea of an ace in the hole, a trick (laughs) up his sleeve, is to shoot Voldemort with a gun is incredible and stupid. I think it makes sense. Okay? I think it makes sense. One of the things that sets Harry apart from other witches and wizards is that he was raised in a muggle environment, and he has a bunch of knowledge that they don't have, such as the knowledge of guns. (laughs) (laughs) When? I need receipts. When does he have a knowledge of guns in the books? (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. 
first book, Harry Potter oh and God. the Philosopher's Stone, <laughs> when the Dursleys are fleeing from all the letters that keep showing up, they run away to this little rock in the middle of the sea, and Uncle yeah. Vernon has a rifle. <laughs> Yeah, Uncle Vernon, not Harry James Potter, 11-year-old orphan. No, <laughs> but I'm just saying he knows what guns are. He knows how they work. Oh, oh, incredible. Wow, he knows what guns are. He must be able to shoot like a fucking like, American sniper, just like how I know what creme brulee is, and so therefore I can cook creme brulee in the drop of a hat. Like, what is wrong with you? I think guns this are probably your argument less right now. I know. I think guns are probably less complicated than creme brulee. That's just off the top of my head. Anyway, this is going wow. wildly off what I had planned. <laughs> okay. Let's imagine that between the end of the sixth book and the beginning of the seventh book, Harry had thought to himself, I'm going out, I'm hunting horcruxes. It makes sense to be as defended as I possibly can be. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get myself a gun. Okay. Bef- okay. Can I intervene? Yes, you can just jump in. First of all, where does Harry get a gun? Ah! I was ready for this because I knew you. this was going to be the first thing you said. I feel like most of the time when people bring up that criticism, why didn't Harry just shoot Voldemort? Those people are Americans and they're imagining yeah. Harry Potter being set in America where guns are apparently just growing on trees or whatever. But lest we forget, Harry Potter is set in the UK. Yes. And in the UK, I've got my research here, which says... As do I. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So automatics, semi-automatics and pistols are all illegal. Harry couldn't have gotten his hands on those. He could have gotten a sporting rifle, a pistol, or a shotgun. All of those guns are legal. Harry could have bought them or obtained them some other way. Yes. Okay, but I feel like when people imagine Harry shooting Voldemort, they imagine that... I can't believe I'm saying that. They imagine that meme... Of Harry holding a handgun, pointing at a Voldemort and saying, Avada Kavada, bitch. Yeah. I've seen Abracadabra yeah. motherfucker as well. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> so, so I feel okay. like we want Harry to have a handgun. Uh, well, if that's what you are arguing for, then yeah. go for it. I think that it's possible for him to obtain a handgun, okay? Handguns right. were banned in 1997, which yep. is... Between when Dumbledore died and uh, the Battle of Hogwarts, which was in 1998. So it's possible that handguns were still available for purchase at the time when I'm saying that Harry should have got out and gotten himself a gun. Yeah, okay. I mean, would he have purchased it? Couldn't he have just taken it? Like, Okay, purchased or, I mean, just around for him to obtain. Yeah. He doesn't have to purchase it. You're right. He could stun a police officer and steal one or whatever. Wow, okay. I was just saying, like, break into a store or something, break into a country club or a military base. But no, you're going for stun the muggle. Like, wow. Okay. You're saying that breaking into a military base is easier than stunning a policeman? Yeah. <laughs> All right, sure. apparition. Whatever, that supports my argument. So, <laughs> yeah, Harry could have broken into a military base, taken a single handgun, and then he would have been ready to face Voldemort. <laughs> No, he would not have been ready to face Voldemort because Harry has never shot a gun. Instead of, like, going around the mundane British countryside for months on end looking for horcruxes and feeling depressed and having bickering arguments, they'd be learning to, well, Harry would be learning to use a gun rather than looking for horcruxes and doing his goddamn job. Okay, they had plenty of time while they were looking for horcruxes. Harry could have easily taken up a hobby. 
Probably. <laughs> and Harry might not have experience shooting a gun, but he has plenty of experience shooting spells. Like okay. aiming, firing, it's the same basic concept. How much more difficult can it be? More difficult. That's the thing. It is just more difficult, and that's enough. Because first of all, it's more likely that if you cast a spell, it will work. Because if you cast a spell and say it hits someone's toe, if that's still a killing curse, they're going to die. If you shoot a gun and it hits someone's toe, they're going to be pissed off and hobbling, but still alive. (laughs) So the aiming and shooting argument doesn't work because spells are all-encompassing. I imagine as soon as they hit an object, it's, it's down. That makes sense. You're right. It is easier to hit a target with a spell than with a gun. But the thing is, you said spells are easier. I don't think spells are easier. I do. Well, (laughs) let me finish. (laughs) The specific spell that we're saying is Avada Kavada, or Adavra Kadavra, whatever the fucking spell is. However you say it. Avada Kadavra. Okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even say the spell you're negating. We can do a whole episode on how that spell is pronounced incorrectly. (laughs) Okay. That spell is an unforgivable curse. And what we know of unforgivable curses is that they are difficult to cast. They require intent. Yes. And I don't think that Harry has the intent to kill. Oh, so he doesn't have the intent to kill with a curse, but using a gun is so different. See, I'd imagine that... Harry's time in the Wizarding World, sure, it's been seven years, but it's given him enough time to become more accustomed to magic and all the sort of parameters that surround it. So using magic has become more natural to him than picking up a gun that he's never done before, holding a gun and using a gun to fire at Voldemort. And I feel like a gun would feel more, I don't know, brutish? Like, I I hate to sound like Obi-Wan Kenobi, but like it sounds like (laughs) a savage weapon. (laughs) It would feel like cheating. I mean... Harry is kind of an honourable guy. It'd feel like cheating to use a gun. Don't bring a gun to a one fight. Like, <laughs> I feel like Voldemort's already cheating by the fact that he's just 80 years old and so much better than magic and chasing after this teenage boy. It's really just evening it out. It's not really cheating to use a weapon against someone who's trying to kill you. <laughs> My argument is that it's easier to use a gun than an unforgivable curse. Mm-mm, no, I don't think it is because I think... You still have to have the intent to kill, mm-hmm. like the malicious intent to kill when using a gun. I don't think that that's taken away just because you're holding a gun instead of a wand. So I think that saying that to cast an unforgivable curse, you have to have the intent to kill and that makes it harder. I don't think that is valid because it's still the same. You're just using a different weapon. You're still aiming to kill. No, it is different because there's a disconnect with a gun that there isn't with a wand. With a wand, the magic and the intent is coming from inside of you and being channeled through the wand. With a gun, the thing that's doing the killing is already inside of the gun. It has nothing to do with you or what you want. You can just pull a trigger and somebody can die. There's a disconnect and it's easier to do. So you're saying guns don't kill people. (laughs) People. (laughs) No, I'm saying people don't kill people. (laughs) Saying people don't kill people, guns kill people. Wow. I guess that is what I'm saying. I hate who this argument has made me become. I understand what you're trying to say about magic, how the energy that would go through your body would come from, like, you, and you would feel it rush through you, and it would go through your wand as well, and it would be like this, I don't know, this great negative surge of energy. Mm. I understand that. But I still think that 
to shoot a gun at someone and to intend to kill them, that still comes from you. Maybe you don't feel it rush through you like magic would, but it's still coming from an intent to kill deep within inside of you. I don't think that there's too much of a difference there. Maybe not too much of a difference, but I think enough of a difference. <laughs> Fine. Okay, I do have some better points. I will agree that's one of my weaker ones. Here's one of my stronger points. A gun is better because Harry and Voldemort's wands share the same cause. And every time they try and duel each other, some stupid magical bullshit stops them from being able to. Okay. Stupid magical bullshit doesn't work on guns. <laughs> True. But I still don't think that a gun would be more effective than a wand against Voldemort, the Dark Lord. I argue that a gun would be the most effective against Voldemort. Shut up. No, you don't. <laughs> Let me... Okay. <laughs> Voldemort, he who must not be named, lest we forget, the most powerful and dangerous dark wizard of all time, <laughs> split his soul at the age of, what, fucking 16 into seven pieces, was literally ripped from his physical form and remained alive as this weird spirit ghost thing. He's far too powerful. And Dumbledore even called him the most brilliant student that Hogwarts has ever seen. And his followers said that he possessed knowledge of magic that nobody could possibly imagine. Like, Voldemort, my point is, <laughs> Voldemort is a very, very powerful motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> and just for an example here, before Voldemort even knew that he was a wizard, before he even got his wand, while he was still having his world magic moments as a child, Voldemort was very advanced in magical prowess. He could talk to animals. He could inflict harm upon people if he wanted them to hurt. And most importantly, lest we forget, he could move objects with his mind. <laughs> he had telekinesis. Do you think that if Harry fucking Potter pulled out a gun and shot at him, that he could not just stop the bullets like Neo from Matrix or swerve them out of the way like a wanted bullet? Do you think that that would stop him? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my no. God. And let me explain to you why. Before you just immediately discount me with all your research that you've done. I think there's a really good reason why a gun is more likely to kill Voldemort than a spell. And the reason mm. is all that stuff you just said. Voldemort is so good at magic, even from when he was a child. He's always been so powerful. And as soon as he found out about the magical world, and as soon as he was able to attend Hogwarts, he immersed himself in that world 100%. I think that he would not expect somebody to have a gun, first of all, would not understand what it was. Like, no. Okay, I phrased right. that wrong. I think he would not fully appreciate the r damage that a gun could do to him. I think he would look at it and see, that's a piece of muggle technology. It can't possibly hurt me because I'm so magical and strong. Okay, sure, I'll give you that. And I think the most crucial thing, he wouldn't react quickly enough. <laughs> yeah he would he would react quick enough like sure i would give you that he would be surprised like he'd be, okay so harry and voldemort are standing there <laughs> in the great hall and voldemort's like doing his monologuing and then yeah, harry's yeah. like you know cowboy style like slings out yeah. his quick draw us a gun <laughs> out of his blue jeans and then he like points it at voldemort and he's like any last word well i don't think he would say any last words. <laughs> I, I think yeah voldemort would have a moment of like Whoa, what? Did that just happen? But then, to say that he wouldn't react quickly enough, 
he was really good at disarming people, like, before they had a chance to even lift their wands or think a spell. Lest we forget, Voldemort is a talented oculomens and legilimens as well. So mm-hmm. that's not to say that he's using that power while in a duel. That's why I think he's probably such a good dueler, that he's able to just sort of see what's gonna, what people are going to do before they do it. I agree with that. I think he would normally live inside somebody else's mind, especially while they're fighting him, so that he's able to predict their movements and counteract them. Except with Harry Potter, we know specifically that he shuts himself out of Harry's mind. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. I think that if Harry did his full cowboy thing, quick drew a gun and fired at Voldemort as fast as he possibly can, because this is his plan. He knows he's got a gun and he knows that he's going to shoot Voldemort. So he's like, I'm just going to do it really, really fast. I feel like Voldemort wouldn't react quickly enough to get up a shield spell, shield charm. And maybe even wouldn't think that he needs to, because he's like, it's a muggle weapon. He's not shooting a killing curse at me. Remember that Voldemort's from, like, the 20s. He's, like, 80 years old or whatever. He's, a like, a fucking dinosaur. Yeah. Do you know what happened around the 20s? World, World War, War I. One. Yeah. World War Guns I. Guns were a thing. Guns were a thing, but they were garbage. God. I'm not some sort of gun man, okay? I don't know everything there is to know about guns, which you can probably tell by the fact that I have not mentioned a single kind of gun this entire argument. But I feel like guns probably improved by several magnitudes between when Voldemort was a kid and would have seen guns about and when Voldemort was this terrifying snake demon that was chasing after a 17-year-old kid. Granted, sure, gun technology would have improved from the 20s to the 90s. However, I still argue that Voldemort would have been quick enough to react in time. Sure, maybe he wouldn't have thought, oh, okay, this muggle technology won't hurt me. But at this point, I'm assuming that we've reached the point where Harry and Voldemort are facing off after Voldemort has been weakened by losing his Horcruxes. And so it's like the last stand, right? I'm assuming this is the last stand. Well, maybe. Maybe? Harry and Voldemort do encounter each other earlier on in Book 7. They encounter each other when Harry tries to flee Privet Drive. Wait, so you're saying that Harry should have used his gun when they were flying out from Privet Drive on Voldemort? (laughs) Are you an idiot? Okay, I'm just like, I'm trying to save your argument here. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Sorry. Let me finish. No, 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 I have to finish this one. You said... (laughs) When they were flying out of Privet Drive on Voldemort, and that was hilarious. <laughs> Imagining Harry flying away from his childhood home on Voldemort's back. I can show you the world. <laughs> okay, okay. continue trying to save my argument for me. <laughs> yeah, just to save your argument here, by that moment, Harry has not gotten all the horcruxes so even if he did shoot to kill it would not have killed voldemort and then do you know what happens voldemort knows that harry has a gun and that it could have mortally wounded him and so then Mm -hmm. voldemort is prepared for when harry pulls a gun on him the next time so that don't say that (laughs) don't say that harry (laughs) would have used his gun earlier than the last stand i'm assuming that the gun here is like surprise motherfucker like it's the last stand I agree, that does seem to unravel my entire argument, except when you think about this. If Harry had shot Voldemort in the head, that would have destroyed his body, reducing Voldemort to that weird shade-type creature that he spends most of the series as. You're saying all of his horcruxes are still there so he won't die, but he goes back to that weird sort of half-life, which is how he spent 
book one through to book four. Okay, but... That's better. Even if that's not killing him forever. Yes, that's so much better. Because then Harry, Hermione, and Ron, there's no more war going on because Voldemort's dead. Dead. So they're now free to hunt Horcruxes at their leisure. They can spend 20 years tracking down the next Horcruxes and destroying them. It doesn't matter because Voldemort's not around in a flesh and blood body to threaten them anymore. I don't think that that would be better. I think that that makes it the game more confusing because then if you're trying to, you know, stop Voldemort, you don't know when he's going to come and in what form and how he's going to come at you. So let's assuming that Voldemort got killed from the exit from Privet Drive and okay. his followers, the Death Eaters, are still strong. The war is on, but Voldemort's body is ruined. Voldemort is still around and he's still whispering in people's ears as like a weird, I don't know, gas demon. But... <laughs> But he doesn't have a physical form. Well, let's just whip up another potion. No problemo. Um, choose another enemy of Voldemort that doesn't have to be Harry. I mean... <laughs> no, he funny. definitely needs it to be Harry. Remember that whole, I can touch him now bullshit? Because he needs he needs Harry's blood to be his blood so that he can touch Harry, I guess. I don't know. Voldemort's got this weird thing about how he wants to touch people. <laughs> Remember, he wants to hug yeah. Draco. He wants to stroke Harry's cheek. It's weird. Don't just let him he's be. He's really he's starved for starved for human contact, isn't he? Yeah, he's incapable of love, so maybe he just wants to Harry's blood at him. Mmm. <laughs> that good love blood. Yeah, that's <laughs> he needs a mother's love inside of his blood. That's the way that it is. Anyway, okay, this whole argument about how Voldemort would be out of his body is assuming that Harry flying at one hundred K an hour in the in the sky <laughs> in the side of a motorcycle with a knocked out Hagrid would be able to whip out a gun and shoot Voldemort, who's a flying cloud of mist and hexes, in the forehead. <laughs> when when has he had the time to practice with a gun between the end of the sixth book and leaving Privet Drive on his seven, before his seventeenth birthday? When, when does he have the time? He's been at the Dursleys. <laughs> you just answered. He had the time between the end of the sixth book and his 17th birthday. That was the time. How? Like, where? When? He he couldn't have left the house. So he would have had to have been at the Dursleys' house shooting at fucking pot plants or something. Yeah, why not? <laughs> no, I do not. I don't okay. think that's possible. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I think that it is. But here's the oh thing. Oh my god. Harry was not firing blindly into the air while they're flying around. <laughs> Voldemort specifically comes and seeks him out and tries to exactly. juggle him mid-air as, as Harry's plummeting to his death on Hagrid's motorcycle. I, I still think it had to be a damn shot. Like, I'm, I'm not arguing that he's zooming through the air. I, like, I'm still thinking with him right there, them zooming symmetrically or parallel along side by side, I still think it'd have to be a bloody sharpshooter especially as a first-time shooter, <laughs> to get Voldemort in the forehead and actually kill his body. I think it would be easier with the fact that their wand cores are locked, because remember, they get the whole Perori incantantum while they're flying through the air. So I think the fact oh, that so Voldemort you're... is locked onto him makes it easier. So you're saying that Harry's got well, his wand in one hand and the gun <laughs> in the other hand? I was thinking more that, that he would drop... <laughs> I was thinking more that he would drop the wand and pull out the gun. <laughs> What, so just drop his wand to the the bottom, like just to the, like the bottom. Like, no. They're in like hundred k in the air. <laughs> he drops his wand. He needs that. Not drop Your his wand, wand. Harry. Your wand. 
not drop his wand to the earth below, drop his wand into the sidecar that he's sitting in. It's like the size of a pea, and he's like a pea inside of a pea pod. I can't think of a good analogy. He a can't pull his wand in. <laughs> but then if he drops his if he drops his wand in there <laughs> and he tries to reach for it, like his hand gets stuck in the side because it's thick thighs and he's like trying to reach his wand and he can't get it out. And look what you've done. I always knew Harry's thick thighs would be the death of him. <laughs> God. Okay, I think we've gotten like Ten leagues off track here. Yes, we have. <laughs> what was I saying? I was trying to make some point about how he would be able to shoot him in midair. I okay. can't even remember you what I was saying. saying. I say that's possible. <laughs> I don't remember why okay. I was saying that's can possible. I, can I just say something? Um, I think oh. that Voldemort's... No, sorry. Yeah? Here's, here's what I was going to say. You're saying that Harry would need to shoot Voldemort in the head and kill him instantly. Not really, because Voldemort was flying around with magic. I feel like if Voldemort got hit with a bullet anywhere in his body, he'd be like, oh, fuck, and start falling out of the air, and maybe he falls to his death. That's a good way to kill him, I guess. <laughs> it, it wouldn't... <laughs> it, it wouldn't kill him, though, because... Because of all the reasons we've just said. <laughs> yeah, because of all the... And because I assume his followers would be like, oh, shit, our boss is falling to his death, and they'd swoop down and try and help him. Hey, hey, battle's over. Maybe Mad-Eye Moody survives. Maybe George doesn't lose his ear. That's still a good thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> My argument I mean... is so weak. <laughs> Please go ahead and make your next point. Okay, so I was saying that, like... Voldemort's reactions would be quick enough, if not to disarm, if to apparate away. Because mm. Voldemort can also apparate silently, which even Dumbledore can't do. And that's a good okay, point. So let's just go to my next point. Like, I'm, I think I've made my point that Voldemort's magic is far too powerful to be defeated by a muggle weapon. Even if he wouldn't be expecting it and if he would underestimate a muggle weapon, I just think that the powers that he possesses in retaliation and avoidance and telekinesis. kinesis would be enough to stop or avoid a bullet. That is exactly what Voldemort would say. <laughs> you got me. Okay, the prophecy and the fundamentals of magic. I feel like the whole prophecy, like, either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. Mm -hmm. I feel like the killing curse is what started the relationship between Harry and Voldemort, right? So Voldemort tried to use a killing curse on Harry, it rebounded and got Voldemort. I feel like if Harry... Let's just say Harry did successfully kill Voldemort with a gun. I feel like that wouldn't work. Because I feel like magic has to have a sort of, I don't know, a symmetry to it. And I know that the prophecy is, like, self-fulfilling and bogus. Mm -hmm. But I think that it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked and it wouldn't have fulfilled the prophecy. So I feel like it, Voldemort wouldn't have died, even if Harry had successfully shot him while all the Horcruxes are gone. Because, yes, I'm assuming that... All the Horcruxes have been destroyed, and this is the last straw. Yeah, if this is the final stand and all the Horcruxes have been destroyed, and Harry's fighting with a yeah, gun instead of Draco's wand. Yes, I think that magic needs to end magic. That's a good point in the terms that I like it, because it's nice, but it's garbage because it's not grounded on anything. <laughs> that's just the way you feel the story should go. It's not. That's not based on anything. You're just saying that's what you think. Well, okay, fine. You you tell me your point, man. <laughs> um, I've basically gone through all my good points because there's not a lot of them. The only thing that I okay. have left... No, I have one more thing. Um, Hit me. Protego might not work and healing magic wouldn't. Sorry, Protego what? Protego, Repeat the, that. Protego the shield charm 
Yeah. Or Protego. I I don't know how to say the spells. Protego. I, I think that it wouldn't work on a gun. <laughs> I, I think it would. Yeah. I think a magical shield can stop. If it can stop pure energy, it can stop a, a bullet. <laughs> we see it stop arrows in the fifth book. Umbridge casts yeah. it against the centaur's arrows when the centaurs are shooting at her. And it Cent- works. So and it works to block the arrows. Stop, uh, again. Bullets are better than arrows is basically my thought process there. How are they better? They're made of a different material, but I don't think that, like, oh, this shield works against magical energy, it works against your wood, but not metal. Not metal. <laughs> if someone's throwing a stapler at you, you can't, you got a duck, you can't shoot potato. <laughs> okay. Well, I my logic is something like, imagine a window, right? Like a window made no. out of glass, just a muggle window. If I pick up oh. a stick on off the ground and chuck it at it, maybe the window doesn't break. But if I fire a gun, maybe the bullet breaks the window. That's my general theory. Here's my counter to that. Um, magic isn't like glass. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no proof to say that magic is like glass. That's just your opinion. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this is just our opinions. <laughs> and I have one final point if we're coming to a close. Yep, go and that ahead. final point is that if Harry had pulled a gun on Voldemort, that makes for bad writing. You know? <laughs> it does, because, uh, okay, I'm a reader of Harry Potter. I've spent, what, 10 years of my life? I don't know. How long How how long was it since the first book came out to the last book came out? 10 years or so? It was a spent bit longer, 10 years of sure. Yeah, a decade of my life reading these books, getting invested in a magical world full of wizards and wands and spells and hexes. And then the hero of this series, Harry fucking Potter, decides to kill his arch enemy with a muggle weapon. I feel cheated. You know, I've come here to read about magic. And then my hero is pulling out a gun. So basically, it goes against the entire theme of the story that Harry would use a gun to kill Voldemort. This is a book about magic, and that's what we're paying to see read. That's true. It completely goes against all the themes. It goes yeah. against Harry's characterization. From top to bottom, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. It goes against his characterization as well. Thanks for playing into my argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, basically, listeners, one of us had to argue for shooting Voldemort, and I didn't want to, but that's the way we set up the show. So I basically did the it. good one first, and that's just the rules. <laughs> Yeah, it's whoever calls it first gets to argue for what they believe in, and the other one just has to argue against everything yeah, they hold. Any dear situation to their heart. in which Harry is using a gun to try and defeat the Dark Lord is stupid and will not work. Let's be real. Yeah, it's just garbage, and that's mostly the reason why we picked this as our first topic, because I feel like every single parody of Harry Potter or criticism of Harry Potter by people who don't read the books and don't love the story is, well, why didn't Harry just shoot him? And honestly, this is why, (laughs) as uh, my beautiful, (laughs) yeah, as my beautiful co-host Jem has pointed out, there's a lot of good reasons in the story, but the biggest reason is just because it's it's not that kind of story. It's not a good story if Harry shoots Voldemort, and that's why he doesn't do it. <laughs> this got a little bit more meta than most of our debates hopefully will. I feel like we, we went on a different 
trucks along the way, but we found our way back eventually. <laughs> we did. As always, we did get distracted by <laughs> Harry's thick thighs, started talking about how creepy Voldemort is. We went on a lot of mm. interesting tangents, but we got where we wanted to be in the end. And hopefully that will be the path we follow yeah, for this entire so series. Tune in, folks, if you like what you hear. And I've been Jem, the better host. <laughs> I've been Rhea, clearly the and better we'll host. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Podcast 9 and 3 Quarters. This show is written and edited by Rhea and Jem. You can send us an email at 9and3quarterspodcast at gmail.com or talk to us separately, me, Jem, on our Tumblr page, podcast9and3quarters.tumblr.com or Rhea on her blog, prostintedglasses.com. Please feel free to send us theories or ask us questions and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. This week's intro music was The Face of Voldemort by John Williams, and our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. You hear from us again in two weeks' time. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.